You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you would like. It is the live Saturday edition of the program at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, as always, it's Ian. And Mark. Fresh back in from the Nullify Now conference. Uh, We had Jim Babka on from DownsizedDC.org last night to tell us about it. And uh, we met with the uh, the organizers of this conference. It's uh, something that's going to be traveling around, actually, from place to place. And I'm pretty excited about this uh, because the concept's great. The idea being to bring speakers together who are of a generally like mindset uh, that agree that I would say that the overarching right, the only, theme. The, the only thing that's really like minded about these folks, because there are people from all different political persuasions there. The only thing is, is that they believe that states that smaller groups of people have the right to override the larger group, that, that states, in fact, have the right to overrule the federal government. The Constitution backs this up, and that's why they call it the Tenth Amendment Center. Mm-hmm. Just read your Constitution. The Tenth Amendment said the power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. To, that, to me, means that it has to be written in there. Or prohibited to it by the states are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. So... You know, that's all they're saying is that, hey, it's the right of people to rule themselves. Federal government should uh, govern the least. Yeah, and it was a great conference uh, with folks that we knew and folks that we didn't. So got to meet some new faces and maybe a number of new people are listening tonight for the first time. So welcome if you just found out about Free Talk Live today at uh, this particular conference, the Nullify Now conference in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, Welcome aboard. We're glad you're out there uh, listening. And of course, if you haven't been to one of these conferences yet, they've done about five of them so far, from what I was told uh, by the organizers. And there are many more uh, to come. They're going to be touring around, uh, going to cities like Austin, uh, Minnesota, Los Angeles, and more. You can go to nullifynow.com to get details on it. And Mark, you actually were selected, um, I guess because the organizers really like you. Um, you were selected, and you did a great job, by the way, to do the kind of the emceeing of the event. You would well, introduce the various different speakers and insert quips and fun things like that. Yeah, that's the MC. That's the, the idea. Get up there, make people laugh. Get off the stage as quickly as possible. Get yeah. the next guy, get everything moving. And it was a lot of fun. Um, lots of lots of different stuff going on. And uh, Tom Woods was there. Jim Babka, as yeah. you mentioned, Catherine Bleich, um, just an amazing but crowd. During one of your breaks, uh, we had something that was not so fun, I guess, to to talk about, and that is the news that Bernard von Nothaus from the Liberty Dollar has been found guilty. Now, last night, I want to make sure we correct the misinformation that we gave out last night. Last night, we talked about this to some extent, and I, I hope I made it clear last night that we were, going off of, we were going off of preliminary information. We didn't have all the details. I thought that all of the Liberty Dollar Four were found guilty. That is not true from what I understand. Oh, uh, the others, I don't believe there has been a verdict uh, in those cases. So to my knowledge at this point, it is only Bernard von Nothaus, not any of his associates, who has been found guilty. Whether that bodes well or not for the rest of them, I don't know. I just think it may be just a matter of time before we find out what's going on with the other uh, folks with the, the Liberty Dollar. Now, for those of you that don't know, the Liberty Dollar was created in the late 1990s as an alternative currency, something that people could use instead of the U.S. Federal Reserve note, instead of this 
piece of paper uh, that the federal government has printed. They can print out as many of them as they want to. It's a fiat currency. They don't have to put anything behind it. Once upon a time, there actually was money, uh, like real value behind it. They used to say silver certificate on them. If you go back to, I think, 1934 and before that, uh, dollar bills, for instance, say silver certificate. Now they say Federal Reserve note in the place where they used to say silver certificate. And the idea was you could go to any Federal Reserve office and exchange those silver certificates for silver. And then they decided to stop having silver and gold behind the money of this country. And ever since, uh, the, the value of the dollar has dropped off of a cliff. Yeah, uh, once, uh, you know, it, it, it was some of the tethers were broken in 1913 with the advent of the Federal Reserve. Oddly, the same year the IRS uh, was instituted. But by the, I think it was the early 70s, maybe it was the late 60s, Nixon uh, broke the final tether to metal. And that was uh, foreign foreign investors, I guess, could get uh, their dollars in, in, in metals. And you've seen, as I understand it, a decrease of 90% of the value just since then. So, uh, so Bernard von Nothaus created this alternative currency, which is based in gold and silver with real one ounce silver pieces that were called the Liberty Dollar. And he got real, it got real popular over the, the 10 years it was around until the federal government decided to swoop in and steal all of the gold and silver that he had in a vault uh, that was being held for people like me who had warehouse certificates uh, that represented the silver. So I have a certificate. I have several. I have a few hundred certificates that say that the bearer should be given X amount of silver upon uh, receipt of this certificate. But now all that silver is gone. It's in the hands of the federal government. They brought this man up on charges and he was found guilty yesterday. Counterfeiting. Now, these certificates are all different colors. Yours uh, for the one dollar. I have one also. Um, Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. They're beautiful, but it's brown. It's not green. It's well, they're n- different. Nearly right. square. It's not long well, like a they, dollar. They, the federal government wasn't taking issue with the certificates. They, they took taking, all the silver that backed them, though. Right. They were taking issue with the silver rounds, and they did have the silver rounds that were backing them, which say, you know, they say dollar on them, and they they have a dollar sign on them, and the, says trust in God instead of in God we trust. And so their claim was that this was counterfeiting. A jury of his so-called peers found him guilty, and he is now facing. Oh, I don't know, 20-plus years in prison? We're actually going to bring somebody on here in a moment who was at the trial and who did a great job of keeping an eye on things and reporting back as to what is uh, what went down. But he's looking at uh, 15 years, possibly, on one of the counts, a $250,000 fine on that, another $250,000 fine, and five years on two of the other counts. And they're trying to take, trying to seize, which they will inevitably be successful, seize 16,000 pounds of Liberty Dollars, coins, and precious metals valued at nearly $7 million. Now, this is coming from the federal government's own press release here, which is just so scary. Some of the things that they will say here in this, uh, this press release, they're so disgusting. Uh, so they talk about how they convicted him, and they mention his organization, the Liberty Dollar, which is also known as NORFED, the National Organization for the Reform of, or excuse me, the re- repeal of the Federal Reserve. So this guy was out and out letting people know that his purpose in creating this alternative currency was to stick it to the Federal Reserve and to give them a run for their money, so to speak, and to actually compete with them and bring people on board. And the federal government doesn't like that very much. So they brought him up on these charges, they convicted him, and here is what the U.S. attorney has to say about it. He says attempts to undermine the legitimate currency of this country are simply a unique form of domestic terrorism. While these forms of anti-government activities do not involve violence, they are every bit as insidious and represent a clear and present danger to the economic stability of this country. 
We are determined to meet these threats through infiltration, disruption, and dismantling of organizations which seek to challenge the legitimacy of our democratic form of government. Mm, Democratic form of government. So basically what they're saying in this press release is if you attempt to compete with the U.S. government's currency, you can expect to be infiltrated and attacked by the U.S. federal government because they believe that is a huge threat to their legitimacy. Now, of course, the irony of all this is that uh, <laughs> that the, the, it's the U.S. government's currency that's a threat to the economic stability of this country. The Liberty Dollar's real money that had real gold and silver, real value behind it. It couldn't be inflated. It was a protection against inflation. This reminds me of uh, Lysander Spooner, who in the uh, exactly. mid-1800s 18, uh, put up a competing organization to the United States Postal Service. Yep. He did a better job. Uh, he got things there more quickly. He did it at the same kind of price. And the federal government shut him down. Yep, that's right. And so that just goes to show that this organization is a monopoly. The organization that's supposed to stop monopolies is a monopoly. What kind of sense does that make? A violent monopoly. And so yeah. we've actually we've actually got a guest who's going to join us here shortly. Her name is Heather. And she actually attended, I believe, every single day of this uh, multi-day trial where the I believe the juries I think the jurors took something like ninety minutes to decide to convict him on this, and uh, she was there. She'd been reporting on it. Her website is libertyforfree.com. Liberty the number four free.com. She's got a lengthy uh, outline of a day after day of what happened at the trials, the questions that were asked, the answers that were given. And uh, we're going to bring her on here in a moment. We'll also, of course, take your phone calls at 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. The federal government cracking down and shutting down any alternative currencies that threaten its legitimacy because, heaven forbid, you decide to get rid of the, uh, the Federal Reserve notes from your wallet and replace them with something that actually has value behind it because that is a huge threat to the federal government, and they don't like that very much. We'll bring back uh, Heather here in a moment and take your calls as well. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you might want to at 800-259-9231. However, initially we're going to be focusing on something that I think is really critical. Information that needs to get out because it should give you some indication of exactly what kind of country you live in. Oh, it's the land of the free. Well... Is it, though? We'll find out here in a moment. Oh, and also want to remind you about LibertyStickers.com. Get your Liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. It's not illegal yet. <laughs> not yet. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. Check them out. Let your voice be heard. LibertyStickers.com. These are the most dangerous stickers in America. Also, if you have a uh, church band, business, and you need a small run of bumper stickers, maybe a dozen or something like that, maybe a hundred, Liberty Stickers can help you with that too. They have, uh, they, have a, they, they print their own stickers on site, 
And they use a different technology, so they don't need to charge you for setup and th- things like that. LibertyStickers.com. Also, don't forget to visit our website at freetalklive.com. Listening options are there. Live streams around the clock. They're available for you. A list of uh, great radio stations that carry the show across the country. Satellite feed, which is free to air. You can get details about that. Our webcam and listen lines that allow you to listen from any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get that information. As we continue here, we're going to bring Heather on. She is from... Her website, which is Liberty, excuse me, Liberty for Free, Liberty the number four, free.com. Heather, are you with us? I am. Hey, welcome to Free I'm Talk actually, Live. I'm actually from San Luis Obispo. I don't actually come from my website. <laughs> ah, I was not aware. We've never really spoken before. I knew that you were covering this trial, and you're the only person that I saw on the internet who was giving information out about what was happening. In the trial, and so I figured, well, if we couldn't get Bernard von Nothaus on and he hasn't responded to my email, uh, then you would be the next person in line. And I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to to let us know what's happening here tonight. Yeah, I think Bernard's taking a couple days to to just mentally massage exactly what has gone on. It's it's a shock. I wouldn't blame him at at all. Let let me before we go on. Let me read one more excerpt from this outrageous press release uh, by the by the federal government here. So it says, along with the power to, this is their release that they sent after they convicted Bernard to announce, that, uh-huh. to gloat uh, about what they've done. Along with the power to coin money, Congress has the concurrent power to restrain the circulation of money which is not issued under its own authority in order to protect and preserve the constitutional currency. Did you know that the U.S. federal dollar was apparently constitutional? Huh. The, in the Constitution, it says that uh, gold and silver, uh, that the states can't issue currency that is not made of gold and silver now it doesn't say anything about the federal, the federal government, government right? and i find that to be a real problem but if the federal government's money was worth something if it was backed with something it probably wouldn't need to be protected protect and preserve the constitutional currency for the benefit of all citizens of the nation it is a violation of federal law for individuals such as von nothaus or organizations such as norfed to create private coin or currency systems to compete with the official coinage and currency of the united states so they're basically yeah. saying that if you have Liberty Dollars, because later on, or actually earlier in the statement, they say that the Department of Justice has determined that the use of Liberty Dollars as circulating money is a federal crime. So they are saying yeah. that if you create your own currency, whatever it is, you are a threat to the system and you must be stopped. If you are using this currency, you are a threat to the system. You are a counterfeiter in this case, with the, specifically with the Liberty Dollar, and you must be stopped. And uh, Heather, would you agree that this is basically the government shutting down its comp- its best competitor? Well, you know, I would actually go as far as saying it's the Federal Reserve shutting down. And we know the Federal Reserve is not a government agency. So you have banking, uh, private banking organizations who saw the Liberty Dollar as a threat to their scam. And, yeah, shut them down with all the power that they possibly could muster. And what, now, so you were in this trial. You were you there for every single day of the trial, correct? Heather, did we lose you? Oh, no. I know she was on her cell phone. 
I'll tell you what, we're going to try to get her back here, and I'll, I'll put her on hold. Maybe we'll maybe we'll swing her back on here in a in a little bit. What she was pointing but, about the Federal Reserve not being a federal agency, I think, is uh, it's, it's important for people to know, and they really don't. The Federal Reserve is a I, I call it a quasi governmental agency more than anything. It's um it's a collection of banks, uh, many powerful banks. Bank of America is included in there. Um, I, I think Golden Sachs. I I don't have a list of them, and, and it's not something that's easy to find on the internet either. She's back, by the way. Okay, go ahead. You, go right yeah, ahead. sorry about that. No, no problem. Cell phone technology, thats uh, it is what it is. So you were there every single day of the trial, yes? Yes, I was. I sat through every minute of it. And there's a really an exhaust. You've done an exhaustive job of kind of uh, outlining yeah. what occurred. People can see that on your website at liberty4free.com. The link to the uh, Liberty Dollar stuff is right there at the top. But give me your yeah. summary of what you experienced during this trial. I mean, did you feel like it was going well? Because when I was reading what you had written down, mm-hmm. it seemed like they had a good defense and it seemed like things were, were going well. But did you have that same feeling while you were there? Yeah. And uh, honestly, I mean, all of us shocked at the verdict that did come back. And I'm I'm a law student, so I uh, I have a very very uh, good grasp and knowledge of the law and what uh, they had to prove. And the federal government simply did not make their case, and so it's it's suspicious. That's all. I mean, you know, that's my opinion. The fact that the now this was a jury. Out, I want, yeah. Let's make that clear. I don't think we mentioned that yeah. earlier. He was convicted by a jury. I don't trust juries right. personally. I mean, I I think that uh, it's the common man, uh, the Americans, that have gotten us in the gotten this nation to the trouble it is today. <laughs> and they're the ones mm. they're the ones that'll defend it with, ah, oh, this is the best system on earth. That may be true. It's like the leper telling the uh, guy with uh, uh-huh. lymphatic cancer, ha ha, I only got leprosy. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's unfortunate. Because, I mean, we have the four-box theory, right? You have the soap box, you have the jury box, you have uh, the the soap box, the ballot box, the jury box. And I think that, you know, that that conclusion of that trial pretty much marks the jury box off the list. And there's not much left after that, unfortunately. Well, I think there's uh, there's still things that are left. Um, I, I we talked extensively last night about violence and how it is not a solution, and you know a lot of people kind the of people, lean on this well, cartridge it, it, box whether, idea. Whether or not it is a good solution, people will choose it as a solution if they if do they not feel, feel like, right. that there is a, mm-hmm. another solution, and so it is a real solution, right? But it is not a yeah. uh, an effective solution but at it's achieving. Not, it's it's not the best solution that's no, for sure it's not yeah, an effective solution, solution. At, at achieving liberty in our lifetime and one that is and, and i and on your website you write that you're speechless and uh, to sum it up in two words we're screwed and i yeah. i have to disagree with that and i but i can understand the frustration oh it's that the day of the the, the yeah. ruling uh, i can understand the frustration yeah. and, and why you would think that i think that generally the federal government is screwed i mean there's no chance to turn it around or to change anything about it uh it's just going to keep going down its path to uh you know complete oblivion hopefully sooner rather than right. later. Um, but I think right. that there is a chance. And I'd, I'd like to come back and talk with you a little bit more about uh, some of your experiences. Uh, so hang hang with us if you don't mind. You do have time, yes? Sure. All right, great. More with Heather here in a moment. And if you've got a specific question for Heather, she was there for every day of this trial. It looked like it was going well. The defense had some great uh, points that they made, and she felt like you know it was an open and shut case. And then they come back with a guilty verdict. And now this man is facing over 20 years, 25 years in federal prison for making coins out of silver that's right 1-800-259-9231 land of the free huh
800-259-9231. What can be done, though? Are we really screwed? I'd like to address that coming up as well. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Lil Drums. Every bit as fun as a full-size Nestle drumstick cone and definitely cuter. Visit us at drumstick.com. Vacations are all about family time, but you don't have to leave home to have fun. Take one weekend a month and devote it to family activities. Pull out the board games and puzzles, serve up some treats, or have a picnic. Even without leaving home, you'll feel like you've really had some time away. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those. It is, again, the live Saturday edition, freetalklive.com. Those features include our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for those. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, news.freetalklive.com. You can access all three there. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. Uh, SACL CAI is owned by Jason Osborne. He's a big supporter of this show, has been for years now, and, it, well, you know, Supporting SACL CAI would help Free Talk Live. It would help you. It's going to help everybody. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right. So we continue with our special guest, Heather, from the uh, well, from San Luis Obispo, apparently, in California. But she also has a website, which is liberty4free.com, liberty4free.com, where she's been covering the Liberty Dollar Trial, uh, United States government, the federal government versus Bernard von Nothaus and some of his associates, uh, all being charged with various different crimes. Uh, Bernard found guilty by a jury on four counts, uh, including cons- <laughs> including conspiracy against the United States. I realize I didn't actually read the counts here uh, from the federal government's press release. They found him guilty of the following. Making coins resembling and similar to United States coins. Of issuing, passing, selling, and possessing Liberty Dollar coins. I guess that's a charge. Apparently there's a charge about Liberty Dollars. About the Liberty Dollars? That's what it sounds like. And also uh, selling and possessing Liberty Dollar coins of issuing and passing Liberty Dollar coins intended for use as current money and of conspiracy against the United States. He's facing 25 years in prison, over $750,000 in fines, and they stole millions of dollars worth of gold and silver from the Liberty Dollar organization and its uh, its associates, which included me, uh, by the way, and Heather as well, who is also... Were you an associate, Mark? No, the associate. But I, I was. Had one, I had one of the, uh, the, the, the bank deposit uh, sheets. You had the warehouse receipts. Heather, you're a Liberty Dollar associate, or you were, yes? Yeah, yes, I am. And that $7 million figure that they're quoting is um, from the time of the raid. Mm. That metal that they sold is probably worth about $15 million today. Because so. of the increase in the prices of silver and gold and, and things like that. That's a great point. Right. So, right, exactly. So you were there this whole time, and I know that there are people that have questions. I just want to see if there's anything else you want to put out there, because uh, obviously, you know, I want to get these these folks on the air and get their thoughts out. Uh, but something that obviously we can't cover this in detail. So people that want to know details about the trial need to go to your website and read about it at liberty number four free dot com. But what else would you want to get out about what you experienced? 
Well, I do want to let all of the RCOs out there know that we are going to make an effort to uh, file paperwork with the United States Treasury to recover the silver that they had stolen from them backing the um, backing up the certificates. Mm-hmm. So there was the certificates weren't the issue. The issue was actually the silver one ounce rounds and the right. smaller rounds. So. Uh, we, might, we we should be able to recover. And if you keep an eye on um, the website, I'm going to continue to have updates. We're going to put the whole trial documentation up as as we're able to get it, all of the transcripts and all of the uh, you know copies of evidence and everything that happened. So people can go back there and see see good what was know. going on, what exactly happened. That that is uh, that is good to know, and I appreciate knowing that. The, the term RCO, by the way, you used it stands for Regional uh, Currency Office. That's was kind of like the right. uh, the higher level distributors uh, of the the Liberty Dollar organization. So let's go to the phones though right. and talk to and see if people have some questions or some comments here, and maybe you can throw in your two cents. Uh, certainly because you were there. Let's start with Al listening in Keene, New Hampshire, to WKBK. Hello, Al. You're on with Heather. How are you guys? Hey, doing great. All things considered, I mean, I'd be doing better if they hadn't put this, you know, if they weren't trying to put this man in jail for making silver. Um, Listen, you referred earlier about violent monopoly. Mm -hmm. How do you respond to a violent monopoly? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a very good question, isn't it? I would respond with uh, with peaceful non-cooperation and civil disobedience on a mass scale. Yeah, Yeah, I have to agree with that. And and where did Martin Luther King get with that? Uh, He got quite a ways. He changed the world. (laughs) He got pretty dead, didn't he? He changed the world, but he is dead. And and, and by the way, Al, you and I will be sometime soon, too, Um, in in the grand scheme of things. Martin Luther King's got a street in every uh, in every city in America named after him Um, as, you know, Gandhi's another great man. These these two guys that managed to pull things off with uh, with peaceful non-cooperation. If Martin Luther King by most if Martin Luther King had picked up a gun and fired at his uh, his opponents, he would have just been another dead thug. At that point, because then they would have killed him instantly, and he never would have gotten any traction. His movement never would have gotten anywhere. So, uh, violence is not like the solution. Just like no, yours. You Excuse me, no Al. Traction at all. Hold that. Hold that thought, Heather. I'm sorry, Al. What again? You have no traction at all because you have no stones. What are you talking about, Al? No, that's not true. What get do you up, mean by that? Get up. Get up and fight. No, sir. Okay? I am not a, a thug. I am not violent. I am not the government, and I will not behave like them. Thank you for the call tonight. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. Heather, your thoughts? Yeah, and, you know, there there comes a point. We all have to, in, in the words of uh, the great Michael Badnarik, we all have to draw our line in the sand, and we have to decide where that line is, you know. And I think that there's a lot more that we can do that is peaceful. We don't have to take up guns and go start shooting people. But there will come a point when you have to defend yourself. And at that point when you have to defend yourself, you have to be prepared to defend yourself. That's really what it comes down to. And you have a lawful right to defend yourself when you have violence being used against you. 
You know, generally, Heather, I would agree with that statement if we're talking about uh, defending yourself against an individual aggressor, like somebody trying to attack your family or, or gang or whatever. But the government gang is different because they have legitimacy in people's eyes. So using violence against them, even if there's that line in the sand, will still result in you looking like a crazy loon and will also end up with you being dead. Um, so it's just it's just not the you know, not the way to go any way you slice it. The law is very clear that you have a right to use reasonable force to defend yourself against the use of force if you believe that your life is endangered, and that includes against anyone from the government. How'd that law so go for you Bernard? Have a, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, force. Bernard, Bernard In, didn't use any violence. I know. I'm just, what I'm, happened to him. I'm just pointing out that the people that are going to try you are the same ones that wrote that law, and they don't mean it to apply right. to them. Right. They mean if uh, – right, because when you use force against the government agents, you'll, you will be made to look like a maniac and a lunatic, even though it's completely justified, even though they are aggressing against you, even though they are ruining people's lives. The only way to respond to their violence appropriately, if we want to achieve peace in our lifetime, is through peaceful means. And uh, I saw so We'll have to disagree on that point. I want to bring some more yeah, folks on here yeah. uh, on this particular topic with the, the Liberty Dollar. So let's bring Vince on, listening in Virginia. Okay. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark and Heather. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to say that there's often there's, – there's very few times that both uh, the far right and the far left can come to some agreement. And I really think that this is one of those points that – that really should be or become a rallying point. This gentleman's uh, trial, his conviction, could bring about so so much unity because I think you can ask anyone, I don't care who they are, about <laughs> the Federal Reserve and about the, uh, um, the, the manipulation of our, of our finances and, and about business manipulating our government with finances, and they will all agree that that needs to stop. And I think mm. I think I think this this website, the, whatever the Freedom or uh, Liberty for Free, and your site, guys. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start putting your your stuff out there. I'm really starting to uh, to, to get this. But um, I think this should become a rallying point. And I'm a, I'm a big lib, and I agree with everything what you everything that's been said. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate I appreciate your thoughts here uh, tonight. And we're gonna bring Heather back here in a moment. Heather, you can stick with us for one more segment, right? Yeah. All right. More in a moment with Heather uh, from Liberty, the number four free dot com. And I agree with Vince. This is a uniting issue. No doubt about it. More coming up. It's free talk live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on our site totally free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. 
And Mark. And if you want to support the show, you can do that by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and you will see that uh, there are links there to Amazon. You click into that link. That's our affiliate link. Once you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. So whatever it is you're going to buy, buy it through shop.freetalklive.com. You'll get a great deal. Shipping to your door. Free Super Saver shipping in a lot of cases with brand new items. Dozens of categories in which you can shop. And Free Talk Live benefits when you start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Now then, we're talking about the Liberty Dollar situation where the founder, Bernard von Nodhaus, who created a brilliant alternative currency to compete with the Federal Reserve, to give them something, a, a real run for their money because it's real money, like gold and silver backed in actual silver pieces. Brilliant, beautiful currency. I've got a number of them uh, myself, although it's apparently contraband, so that may be a crime for me to even admit that now. Uh, Mark, you and I actually traded something on stage today. Yeah. Uh, we actually did a deal on stage with the Liberty Dollar. I had one. Uh, I, let's see. No, you, you had, had a bumper one. sticker. I had a Liberty Dollar, and I gave you the Liberty Dollar for the bumper sticker. That's right. We uh, made a transaction knowingly with con- with what apparently is counterfeit contraband. currency. Um, yeah. I don't know whether that's a felony or whether that's a misdemeanor or what it is, but it was certainly civil disobedience right there in a room full of hundreds of people. Yep, that's right. Uh, up on stage, and uh, of course, people were shocked to hear this news, and it's just it's just disgusting. Uh, Bernard von Nothaus facing 25 years now in federal prison because he created something better than the United States dollar. He created something that actually had value and threatened the legitimacy of the system, and so now they're going to punish him. The sentencing date has not yet been decided, as I understand it, so we're not yet sure how many of those 25 years he will be spending in federal prison. But nonetheless, you can bet they're going to try to send a message. Uh, uh, by showing yeah. showing the liberty community that anybody else that gets it into their head to try to create an alternative currency better look out because they're after them. And it's pretty scary and it's intimidating. And I can understand why people would hear that news and get angry and want to do something violent as a result of this. The government is hurting people. It is evil. It, the, the things that they're doing are evil. I think the people that are in it believe they're good and that they're doing good, but they're actually hurting people and that's not nice. Road to hell on, on all. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I can understand the frustration but there is violence isn't going to solve this problem it's only going to make things worse it'll only feed into what they want they want people to get violent because it gives them the excuse to get more violent with us to create a bigger and more intrusive police state as a result of that so if i may propose a solution the free state project to get together with other like-minded people who understand what the ideas of liberty are all about. And we're doing it. That's why, Mark, you and I moved to New Hampshire from Florida a few years ago. We were there today at the Nullify Now conference with uh, hundreds of other like-minded people, and that was an incredible right. occasion. The conference is great, but um, the, the gentleman who called in, Al, he said that what are we achieving here, I think is basically what he said. He says we're not getting any traction because right. we're, we're not, not getting, killing anyone. That's what he said, not getting any traction. Um, the, the Free State Project has been involved, or at least, I guess not the Free State Project, Movers for the Free State Project here in New Hampshire have been involved in many pieces of legislation that have been passed and killed as a result of direct result of their actions. You're seeing with along with the, the sort of uh, the Tea Party movement that's uh, sweeping the nation, Free Staters have been swept into office all over New Hampshire. There are yep. more than a dozen of uh, people that are friends and signers of the Free State Project in the New Hampshire House, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, which is an organization that is populated largely, uh, at least to a large extent, uh, with Free 
staters. And people here are creating 25 al- members of the House. Right. Uh, and people here endorsed. are creating alternative currencies. I mean, we've got a couple of different, one of them silver based, uh, so is the other. And we've got two different, one of them is more like a, a certificate kind of alternative currency with silver in a vault somewhere or multiple vaults. And so people are creating these alternative currencies. These are brave folks. They know what the consequences can be of competing with the federal government, but they're doing it anyway. And they're doing these things because they have the people to back them up. They have friends. They have this. This movement is huge. There are hundreds of people that have made the move here already. Thousands more have pledged to move. So if you care about liberty and you understand what it means to be free, go to freestateproject.org to learn more and also go to porkfest.com to get registered for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Because that's happening coming up in June, June 20th through the 26th. We will be there as will probably close to a thousand other liberty-loving people if last year's event is any indication of what to expect this year. Uh, it's going to be at the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. And it's going to have everything from live musical performances to family fun to agorism and action, camping, partying, all kinds of good times. Uh, you can go and learn more at porkfest.com. P-O-R-C is in Porcupine. Porkfest.com. Get registered today and use our discount code, which is Free Talk Live. All run together as one word with no spaces to save 20% on the already affordable early bird registration. Heather is with us uh, from California and also her website, which is Liberty number the number four free.com. So, uh, Heather, are you still there? I am, absolutely. All right. So, I'm going to let you guys know that's a, that is a felony. You're playing around with criminal contraband. And apparently, according to the federal government, you better take it very seriously because they intend on prosecuting people for uh, exercising their right to trade amongst themselves freely. Yep. And uh, it's not a joke. Yeah, they made the term. <laughs> it's not funny. They used the term domestic terrorism. That's right. For using silver to buy things. The way that coins used to be made here in the United States, well, you know, they, then they decide to make them out of pot mail, metal and tinfoil, and we're just supposed to accept it. I'm not going to be intimidated right. by these people. I am living in a community of liberty-minded people that it just continues mm-hmm. to grow. Al said we're not getting any traction. It's a bunch of nonsense. Mark gave a bunch of the political successes yeah. that we've had in this last year. And, of course, we've also got a great movement of people that are doing non-cooperation and civil disobedience, yeah. which is incredible, and we've never seen that in the yeah. liberty movement before. How familiar are are you with the Free State yeah. Project, Heather? Um, I have heard of the Free State Project. That's the Tenth Amendment uh, movement, right? Not quite. Uh, the Tenth Amendment no. movement is certainly a familiar and a portion of the Free State Project. But the Free State Project is a movement of liberty-minded people who are all converging in one place. Because Mark and I used to live down in Sarasota, Florida. And yeah, there were a handful of folks that believed in liberty, but they just weren't doing very much besides running a political candidate every couple of years. And of course, that wasn't getting any anywhere. So when I found out that people who loved liberty were moving together, it was like a no-brainer. I knew I had to be there. And so far, it's been the best experience of my life. And it's great being around just countless people and more every single we just had a new mover move in yesterday mark yep. uh, here to Keene. so more nice. people coming in every single week here to new hampshire who love freedom and who are willing to actually stand up oh. and do what it takes to achieve liberty in our lifetime so that's why i'm telling you heather yeah. we are not screwed there is a bright future and that's one of the reasons why i have dropped the violence from my belief system because i have hope i'm here with other people that believe like me and we're things are moving in the right direction anyway i want to bring ty on here in Tennessee. Ty, you're on with Heather. Uh, Ty, are you with us? Hi, Ty. Yes, I am. Uh, thanks, thanks for taking my call, uh, Ian and Mark, and sure. thank you, Heather, for covering this very important case. Um, it's very I important. You know, this, I agree. Yeah, this is, this is a landmark case, and it's just flying under the radar of most people because the, the liberty, the freedom 
of our monetary system is tantamount to our own individual liberty. It's just a market good with special properties, and it needs to be under our control, not the control of the government and a cartel of central bankers. But, Ty, aren't you scared now? Aren't you scared? You're not going to dare step out and use silver. I'm actually pretty angry right now. I mean, I've got a question, though. I just don't understand. Counterfeiting implies fraud. How in the world did the prosecutor convince a jury that there was fraud in this case? Good question, Ty. Thanks for the call tonight. Go ahead, Heather, with your thoughts. Well, the whole idea behind the Liberty Dollar, it is it is a fraud count. He was found guilty on four uh, charges, mm-hmm. and so one of the charges is uh, counterfeiting with the intent to defraud. And the fact is, is what they're claiming is that because he gave someone else a piece of silver in exchange for the product, that without being completely clear that it was a piece of silver, that there is an element of fraud involved. And so it's ridiculous. It is. But basically what they're saying is that the American people are too stupid to look at a piece of silver and determine that it isn't a piece of American U.S. Currency. It's pretty That's ludicrous really because when I was, wouldn't that be the same as if if, if I had some kind of if it, if I tried to pass off a Canadian five dollar bill at a register? <laughs> I mean, would I be committing right. uh, would, would I be committing fraud with the intent to defraud? I mean, that doesn't make any sense yes. to me. Oh, yes, God. you would. So, are you, you telling me that everybody with uttering everybody that uses that passes off those uh, Canadian pennies, Canadian nickels, Canadian dimes, Canadian quarters, those things that uh, that the, the the machines won't take? You telling me when you pass those off at uh, the convenience store, you're committing a felony? If you do it and you know that it is not a piece of U.S. currency, and you do it with the intent. To obtain goods or services without providing the information about what exactly it is that you are giving them, wow. then Everyone's yes, you are committing thank, a crime thank and you, you can be charged. Thank you so much for coming on Free Talk Live tonight. Your website again, liberty the number 4 freecom More coming up, it's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. In fact, the main feature of the site allows you to create... The content. If you look there on the main page, you'll see a bunch of different entries with numbers next to them. Those numbers are votes by listeners like you. You can submit whatever it is you see online that you think is interesting. 
And then other listeners will vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. As we continue, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. We started out the show tonight, for those of you just tuning in, talking about some really unfortunate news. Like really, really sad, sick news that the federal government in a jury trial, a jury has come back with a verdict of guilty for Bernard von Nothaus, the founder of the Liberty Dollar he dared to create an alternative currency to compete with the Federal Reserve and its Federal Reserve note. It became popular enough to get the federal government to notice because you can go and create your own alternative currency in your basement. But if no one uses it, then the federal government's not going to care. The Liberty Dollar had millions of dollars worth in circulation in this country. I, I, tens of thousands of people using it. And uh, so it was an incredible success story, and it was during the Ron Paul campaign when the feds decided to swoop in and steal millions of dollars worth of their inventory and uh, and then charge this man with several crimes, including counterfeiting, of which he's been now found guilty and is facing up to 25 years in federal prison for daring to compete. Uh, certainly your thoughts are welcome. You can also bring up anything that's on your mind. Let's go to John listening in Oklahoma to KGWA and Enid. Hello, John. Yeah, thank you very much. Welcome, sir. Um, I love this subject you're on because uh, I have long advocated that as a person who was born in the state of Texas and knows the Texas history to the uh, extent that uh, Texas, after when its independence from Mexico, became an independent republic for several years and then later joined the, the U.S. government. Uh, now, I think they should form their own currency, call it something like the Texas State Credit Voucher, not a lot of money, just credit voucher. Back it with gold and silver. And I guarantee you its circulation will become immediate, not only in the state of Texas, but here in Oklahoma and uh, all the surrounding states as well. Well, that's a good question. Is What would happen if a state government decided to start coining its own money again? Would the federal government attempt to attack them as well? Utah's doing that. Right. Well, and something else, too. You know, the charges that the uh, <clears throat> U.S. attorney... Uh, did against these two individuals or group that formed their own liberty currency, uh, they only specified individuals and organizations. They did not dare specify states as well. Oh, no, states. It would become a states' rights issue under the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. States are even mentioned specifically in the Constitution as being able to create their own uh, currency backed by, uh, I guess, gold or gold and silver. I can't remember which ex- entirely, but they're they're mentioned. It's specifically the right of a state to create its own currency backed by specie. And something else too: uh, the currency in Canada is now, for the first time, worth more than the U.S. dollar. Isn't it weird? Therefore, if, if I lived in New, New Hampshire, Vermont, or even over to Washington State, uh, Idaho, etc., I would want to be dealing in, in Canadian currency within the United States and not the U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve note. Yeah, you know, I it, it feels like such a betrayal that the United States Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve, has uh, betrayed the American people to the point that now when you look at a magazine that's going to be printed, in fact, the U.S. dollar's quantity is going to be larger than that of the Canadian one. It was. It always used to be the Canadian amount was going to be higher because it would, you know, the, the, the currency wasn't worth as much. John, thanks for your thoughts tonight and thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as we we continue with Stan listening to WFLA in Clearwater, Florida. Hello, Stan. Stan? Oh, I just wanted to ask your guest, and she's a law student, uh, whether any reporters have bothered to inter- interview the jurors to see whether or not they uh, were uh, influenced 
in some way by the um, prosecution um, if they had any liens on their houses or back taxes or anything like that. Good question. Um, uh, our guest, why they, I'm sorry to say. I, I know it's essentially it may have been rigged. There's certainly she certainly seems uh, skeptical that this could have come back as a as a guilty verdict. But then again, people and she's by the way gone. She stayed with us for our first hour. Uh, but well, to, an- to answer your question, I think the answer is no because this news story hasn't been covered really anywhere. I mean, yesterday I looked for I heard about the news. The verdict came in in the morning, early morning yesterday, and I looked all over the place. I couldn't find anything <laughs> about this beyond just the people in the liberty movement reporting the just the brief news right. that he'd been found guilty. There aren't any reporters reporting on this because they don't care. No, all there is there is one. Uh, there's one website that I know I of. I think they would care. The Mountain Express. I think they should care, and they I should. think they should actually interview the jurors because I, I I can't I can't even conceive of how there could be a guilty verdict given the uh, information that I already know about the the uh, case. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It's outrageous. It's despicable. The Mountain Express is where I got the press release from, from the federal government. Uh, MountainX.com It's uh, apparently some sort of a, a newspaper or website that handles Asheville and Western North Carolina. And the, the case took place in Statesville, North Carolina. So this is a local organization that is, I guess, to some extent following it. But really, all they're doing here is they put a paragraph in about how Bernard von Nothaus was convicted that uh, some of his associates, including Kevin Innes, who is from the Asheville area, still faces trial. Uh, so this isn't over yet. There are still some others that are facing trial, and of course there's always a chance that Bernard will appeal uh, to a, a yeah, higher level court. this is a very bad precedent. I mean, reporters oh, yeah? from all across the state or country should get involved in this. I hope you. I hope you're right about this, and I thank you for the call, Stan. I appreciate hearing from you at uh, 800-259-9231. But what I was trying to explain here is... At least at this point, the Mountain Express isn't doing any real news reporting. They, there's a one paragraph, uh, like two sentence long paragraph, and then they give you uh, that. That was what they wrote as the newspaper, and then they give you the full on press release from the federal government. That's hey. that's essentially news reporting in a nutshell today. That's yeah. what most that's, news agencies do. That's what reporters are taught to do. That's what they do. They take the word of the government as though there's no opposing side. Any other time, you know, they're going to try to uh, uh, journalism speaks that you would try to get an opposing side. But not when it comes from the government. The word of the, the government is law as far as they're concerned. But it's I, truth. I hope people will jump on this and that somebody will do some real great reporting. Obviously, Heather is you know the the only person who's really been doing anything of any level of reporting from this trial, and it's it's sad because this is as he pointed out a landmark decision in a very negative uh, kind of way, and it's yeah. it's scary that the government is so frightened by alternative currencies because really this the Federal Reserve note is one of their most powerful tools. The Federal Reserve note and all the other fiat currencies around the world allow governments to steal money from people without ever having to open your wallet, without ever you having to t- to cut a check. Even if you are like me and you don't pay federal income tax, they're still stealing money from you because whenever they print money out, whenever they add money to the monetary supply in this uh, their system, it essentially devalues the money that you are currently holding on to. And the Liberty Dollar and the other alternative currencies in silver and gold help protect people from that inflation. If you're holding all silver and gold, which I don't recommend, you still have to have some Federal Reserve notes to pay bills and stuff like that. But if you were to hold all silver and gold, they could inflate the currency all they wanted to, and it would never affect you. 
because you wouldn't be holding any Federal Reserve notes. And so the idea that people would be tempted to move away from the Federal Reserve note is an incredibly scary concept for the federal government, and they will fight tooth and nail to keep their currency monopoly. As we continue here, uh, we talk to John listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Hello, John. John in Myrtle Beach. Going once. John? Hi, this is Tom. Oh, sorry, Tom. Hudson, New Hampshire. Uh, well, uh, now, there is another uh, angle to this, and that is, by the way, if you pay for your coffee on Monday with a $2 bill, and then you pay for your coffee with a couple of presidential dollars on Tuesday, and then you pay for it with four Kennedy half dollars on Wednesday, and then you go in there with one of these Liberty dollars. It says Liberty. It says USA. It has a picture of Miss Liberty on it, and it had a dollar sign two zero. And they might think that it's a federal money. It does look, it does resemble, and uh, for that sense. Well, except for the website, and thank you for the call tonight, Tom. I appreciate that. And that was the case they were attempting to make, is that this was too similar to the Federal Reserve currencies because the federal government has, like, a copyright, apparently, on the term liberty. And do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231 is the number. Bring up anything you want. 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of this program. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we give to you for free, including the shrine of female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've decided to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are indeed listeners of this program. Uh, you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. Imagine opening your front door and coming face-to-face with your identity thief, the criminal who wasn't content just to steal from your bank accounts and your credit cards. This guy knows where you live, and he's staking out your house and watching your family. That's what Fox News reported on about one woman. Fortunately, she had advance warning from LifeLock. She said without LifeLock, she wouldn't have known the thieves were coming and added, LifeLock services are legit, they do what they say they'll do, and it's worth it. I don't want you to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings. Protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft protection that I use. And Ian, too. LifeLock right. is, the, uh, is the best, and it's guaranteed. So join me on my mission that not one of you will fall victim to identity theft this year. I need you to call now because I was able to get you a 60-day bonus of LifeLock protection. And just do it today. Do it for yourself and your family. Call 800-242-2693. It's 800-242-2693. One more time with the telephone number. It's 800 800- Two four two twenty six ninety three. LifeLock. All right, so uh, we continue here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is our number. You can bring up anything you'd like as we continue. Michael is listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Michael. Yeah, hi. Hey. Yeah, last night while I was waiting my turn, my batteries went dead. My cell phone. So if you called me, that's why you couldn't find me. 
Okay, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead sir. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, I'm, I'm just listening to what you guys are talking about. And uh, you had a call to think that the jury was probably rigged on that. I, I do, too. I, I believe that. And, but the idea of thinking that the press doesn't care, I really won't quite go along with that. I believe they were, they were threatened, too, because I've worked for this government before in the past, during Vietnam and the Cold War and all. I was an intelligence operative, and I guarantee I can tell you how rotten, rotten and sneaky and dirty and nasty those people are up there. I've seen it firsthand. So, so this, this thing here, is, they, they want to enslave the world. That's what they want to do, and they're not going to take no for an answer. So that's, that's what I believe this whole problem is. Interesting speculation, Michael. I appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Of course, still talking about the Bernard von Nuthaus trial from the Liberty Dollar organization, of which I was a part. I was an associate. I had the Liberty Dollars. I took them to local businesses, and I purchased uh, products and services with them, and I did that on a completely voluntary basis. The the business owner or the person at the cash register would usually be... Uh, amazed by what it is that the Liberty Dollar was as a product. It's a beautiful piece, polished silver, .999 fine. I mean, it's incredibly nice, and it really stands out when you when you give it to somebody as payment for something. Yeah, silver's uh, heavy when it's in the form of a coin, as right. opposed to the uh, the tinfoil and pot metal that uh, they call coins today. So, uh, so they took that upon their own volition. They knew it wasn't uh, a U.S. currency. In fact, it was part of the marketing materials of the Liberty Dollar that you would receive as a Liberty Dollar associate, that they made it very clear. You are not supposed to call this a coin. That's something that only the federal government is allowed to call its coins. You, you have to call it a piece or a round or something like that. You couldn't, couldn't call it a coin. And the whole purpose of the Liberty Dollar was to educate people. It was an educational tool for folks to introduce them to the idea of sound money. Because most people, you know, a lot of people don't know about this. A lot of people have no idea that there's no silver backing the dollar. They don't realize that uh, the they dollar don't real, is They a don't sham. know why money's worth something, and they don't know that this money that uh, that currently the, the United States government, and pretty much all governments, uh, the fiat currency that they've created, is deteriorating for a reason. The, there's a reason that dollars were worth something in 1913, and now they're worth 97% less than that today. Most yep. of that occurred after 1970, uh, around 70, when Richard Nixon uh, broke the last tether to any kind of metal uh, backing. So 90% of that deterioration of, has occurred just in the, the last, last 40 years. years. Yep. So, uh, again, I, that was given the Liberty Dollars that I gave to people were – there was nothing fraudulent going on. I intended to have those people realize that this is not federal government money. This is really, better than federal government th- money. That's true. How you do it is one thing. But, but you know, what they would need to prove is that Bernard uh, – because that's the guy they're claiming counterfeited something. Which is nonsense. He's right, the he one did, that wrote the materials that right, I learned from. He wrote the materials. And, in fact, I remember we did some advertising with him. And he, he stipulated up and down, back and forth. He was clear. Do not call this a coin. Yep. Do not call this a coin. It is a piece. And that's, uh, you know, you can call any round piece of silver a round or a piece. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, that's not or calling a them a coin, a token, some, some term. Yeah. But coin is some term that they use for currency. And he was clear not to do that. We continue. You can also bring up anything that's on your mind here tonight. Captain Ned is on the line listening on a boat in Florida somewhere. Captain Ned, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, I've called before, but uh, I'd just like to say it. Apparently, uh, 
some of our founding fathers agree with Heather. Mm. And I'd like to say uh, just a quote from Thomas Jefferson, the, the strongest reason for the people to retain the right to keep and bear arms as a last resort is as a last resort to protect themselves against tyranny and government. Okay. I, uh, another one, John Adams, arms in the hands of the citizens may be used at individual discretion for the defense of the country, the overthrow of tyranny or private self-defense. You know, no, those are I, all very I, nice quotes. I, I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not going to argue that those that the, the founding fathers made those quotes. That's absolutely true. They believe that stuff. And the thing you need yeah, to point- wait, 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 wait. What do you mean that stuff? That's the Constitution. Those are the founding fathers. They it's used the right violence to take. O- they used violence gentlemen. to overthrow the king, and now look where we are. We've got another no, no, violent no, no, government. No. Mark, I, uh, Mark gets it. I've called before. I called about the policeman in Florida who declared his several state citizenship. Okay, Mark gets it. Ian, you're a little, little tougher uh, to deal with. What do you mean, Mark gets it? Well, Mark gets it. He he understands where this is all going. Let me read one. Let I understand. I used to be violent. I used to think those thoughts. Yeah, I used to I mean, think it was no, legitimate. There's no violence inferred there. It's a it's the right of the citizenship. It's to bear violence, arms. sir. You're using violence to solve violence, it's and not it never violence. That's, how, that's how we overthrew the British government. I did sir. not overthrow anyone. I wasn't involved well, in that, and neither were you. Wrong, but you're still bound by the Constitution. Which I am not bound by the Constitution, sir. I did not sign it. Did you? Well, you must be a citizen of the United States. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Well, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I cannot be a citizen, and neither can you, sir. It's not possible. Let me read one from a gentleman named Tench Cox back in the day. Are you ready to hear this? Sounds kind of dirty, but okay. T-E-N-C-H-C-O-X-E. Let's all relax and listen to some of these old guys. You got time for one. Go, quick. Okay. The powers of the sword, say the minority of Pennsylvania, is in the hands of Congress. My friends and countrymen, it is not so. For the powers of the sword are in the hands of the yeomanry of America from 16 to 60. The militia of these free commonwealths, entitled and accustomed to their arms, when compared with any possible army, must be tremendous and irresistible. Tell you what, let us know where you get using the sword, and we'll talk then if you're still alive. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And uh, you can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you've got a mobile phone, a smartphone, you can punch up m.freetalklive.com to access our mobile site with quick access to our live streams and podcast m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. 
There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. They've, uh, we've recently been able to get some more rooms. The, uh, the ship had uh, secured some rooms for other folks and made those rooms now available to us. But there's only a few more, and they're only available until March the 23rd. That's a few days from now. Rooms are as low as about $600, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today if you want to go on this cruise. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. You don't need to have all the money for the $600 double occupancy uh, fee right now. You can just put a little bit down. I think it's $200 or whatever, and then pay it off by August. Cruise.freetalklive.com. See, Mark, it's okay to get violent with the state. The Founding Fathers did that. Well, I, I you know... So what the Founding Fathers did at the time was a revolutionary thing that had never been done before. And, you know, of of the history of wars, I think that one's a pretty good one. But when I look at what the Founding Fathers did afterwards, it really bothers me. George Washington, the guy who led the revolution, then put down two more revolutions, Shays Rebellion, the Whiskey Rebellion. There were several um, after that. Well, clearly, violence solves problems, Mark. I mean, isn't that what we've learned? Well, what it showed was that the guy who's the guy with the biggest guns is the guy who gets to be in charge. Mm. I'd also like to point out that there were people um, that you know that didn't want to secede, people that didn't want to fight Quakers, for instance, that didn't just didn't want to fight, and people that didn't want us here on this land entirely. Uh, Indians, all those people were essentially subjugated by this new government that was created. So it's not legitimate. Just because a minority of people are able to get together with a bunch of weapons in order to uh, create a government. I'll, I'll say that that one was better than a lot of most of them that have ever occurred. King George, I think, was only taxing the colonists around 1%. Can you imagine what the founding fathers would think about this government? I think it was 2%. But yeah, um, it was a remarkably small amount. Now uh, people are yeah. tax freedom days, what, in May? I mean, <laughs> 40 cents uh, the average American pays on every dollar. That's just yeah. the federal government. What about state governments, uh, local taxes? gas taxes, cell phone taxes, you add all those things up. And some people say the average American pays half of their earnings into taxes. Don't forget mm-hmm. corporate taxes that get passed on down to you through the price of goods. The caller, what was his name, Captain Ned? Uh, yeah. He said that, um, I get it. And I understand that there is a point when one needs to use some kind of harm prevention level of force in order to prevent one, you know, one's body, one's family, one's property from being uh, just overrun by bad people. I don't think that you can classify the government today into that category. I understand their usurping authority. But if you step out against it, I'm not saying it's wrong to use the force if they've initiated force against you. I'm just saying that is incredibly ineffective, that is not expeditious. Counterproductive. Counterproductive. It's even a better term. It's counterproductive because you won't get what you want if you want more liberty. What you will get is a larger crackdown. Take a look at the things that have resulted because of the Michigan militia folks, the, uh, the, the, the folks in Texas and Waco, um, you know, the Ruby Ridge, all these people allowed larger 
uh, you know, grow, the, the government has grown. It's got more aggressive. It gives them an excuse. Areas. It gives them the excuse to say, you know, put out press releases and say, look at this guy, this Captain Ned. He's crazy. He's he shot at the city council well, meeting. We're not going to say he's going to do that. I don't know, but I'm just saying, just to put somebody's name on this. Look at this crazy guy. He shot up his city council, and he's nuts. He's crazy. Even though they ruined his life and destroyed his business, and you know, took right. his kids away from him or whatever else, horrible things that right. these government just people took, did. We just read a story this week of a woman who became unruly in a hospital when the when the government came in and took her baby away from her. Oh my God! Who wouldn't get unruly? But they but tried to make her look they crazy. Made, you know, they talked about her mental health record. They didn't talk about the people who took took her. They didn't say anything about them, and they didn't put her their me- mental records up on uh, display. No, it's never it's never in question how the government behaves and how violent it responds to people. And that's really the point. And there's this quote from uh, Claire Wolf, which is, um, "It's it's too late to do anything about it, and ter- too early to shoot the bastards." Okay. Okay? And I will agree with half of that. It's too early to shoot the bastards. And, you know, people look at the federal government, they look at the governments in general, and they believe that they're necessary and there to help. And, you know, I don't look at them that way. However, if I decide to solve my problems with guns, which I'm not going to do. Then you're a violent, crazy anarchist, and then you're you're a much bigger problem. And that's that's the reason we need the government. We need the government right. to keep us safe from it, these crazies. It cements in people's minds the exact thing that you that in fact you're trying to, to 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 struggle against. And that's what they want. The government. They want right. people. They're to an break. organization of violence. The government has a monopoly privilege on the use of violence. That is the definition of a government. The an organization that has a monopoly privilege has claimed for itself the monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a given area. They understand. If they don't know how to do anything else right, they can't build a bridge under budget, they can't shoot uh, uh, you know, rockets to the moon without blowing them up, they can't do anything right, they can do violence properly. They They're can, pretty good at it. Yeah, absolutely the case. They're prepared for it. They're ready. They want this to happen. The cops and the people that are involved, many of the cops, not all of them, some of them are decent guys, but many of them are adrenaline junkies. They want you to get violent. They want to have an excuse to crash your head against the pavement. They want to have an excuse to end up with you know your dead, lifeless body on their hands because they know they're going to get away with that murder. They know it, and they're looking forward to the opportunity to increase their control over our lives. So by by being violent, you are playing into their hands and you're giving them an excuse to ratchet up the police state and ratchet up the control on everyone's lives. Right. And I'm not speaking from the standpoint of knowing it all. I'm certainly not. I have been in these positions. I have been in this position. When I was living down in Florida, I didn't live in the Free State Project. I didn't see any hope for liberty in my lifetime. I didn't see the government, even the possibility of government shrinking over time. When I moved to New Hampshire, I did see that possibility. When I was down in Florida, I was frustrated. I was upset. I, mm-hmm. I heard the New London uh, ruling for, uh, through the Supreme Court where they said that, well, yeah, it's okay to take people's property and give it to Pfizer, the, med- the, the, the pharmaceutical company, so they can build an office building. No big deal. Americans don't own their property. That the government owns their property. When I heard these things like that, I, be- I became unhinged. The only solution I could think of was shooting politicians. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible solution. It won't solve anything all it will do is increase the police state now that's true and i agree with all that 
But some people will say, well, what do you think? Civil disobedience is going to solve everything? Well, clearly the system needs to change, right? So politics is going to be a factor in working within the system to change the That's system. That's working to make here it, in New Hampshire now. Right, to make All it anybody violent. has to do is pay attention. They have to quit complaining, pay a little bit of attention as to what's going on in New Hampshire, and they'll find out all the amazing steps that have occurred here. here. But what I want to point out, Mark, is that the... These people in the government, they are prepared for violence, but they don't know how to handle peaceful non-cooperation and civil disobedience. They cannot – they don't know it. They've never – they hardly have ever dealt with it. Um, these cops in, in Keene, New Hampshire, they had to arrest a dozen people out of the jail. Actually, they didn't have to, but they did. And then they clogged up their court system with, uh, with nine cases. Just this week, we went to a court trial where they spent all day attempting to prosecute one of our friends for criminal trespass. He walked around the jail carrying – a, a cardboard sword with a bunch of the rest of us, and they spent all day, an entire business day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. within one of their two courtrooms yep. prosecuting this guy. Pro- tried to prosecute for uh, a misdemeanor, first degree, what, a class A misdemeanor uh, uh, trespassing. This is what, this is the charge that you give burglars the opportunity to uh, plead down to. So, I mean, this is, you're talking about real crime here. And you're talking about clogging up the court system by non-cooperating, not taking the plea deal, not going along to get along, but also being very peaceful the entire time. Then if they use violence against you, like if they were to smash Jim's head against the pavement while they were arresting him, which they didn't. But if they had, then they would be the ones that were clearly the violent uh, provocateurs, and we would be the ones who are peaceful. And I would be much rather in that position than being the one labeled as the violent crazy. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Uh, by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a simple concept. You send in three bucks a month, we reinvest it into the show, get on more great radio stations around the country, and bring more Free Talk Live into more people's ears. So go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. Uh, Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com And by the way, you can use uh, any major credit card via PayPal and just, or use MasterCard and Visa right on our website. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks, too, like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and podcast and more. Get the details. Get on board. Amp.freetalklive.com. We would appreciate it. Listen up for something new from Ruger. The ideal carbine Ruger gunsight scout rifle is designed to meet the scout rifle criteria of hunt, fight, defend. Affordable, versatile, reliable rifle delivers 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical, tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle to have if you can have only one. Visit Ruger.com or stop by your local firearms retailer today. 
It's Ruger.com. I looked at this, and it's pretty impressive. Bolt action rifle. Ruger.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. Nick is listening to WRNN in Myrtle Beach. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, Nick. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I just uh, was listening earlier, and you were talking about uh, how the dollar has been declining since the year 1913, and I just wanted to point out that that was the year that the Federal Reserve Act was passed, essentially handing over our right to coin money to a private bank. Yeah, uh, that's that true. That and the income tax. It was a big year yeah. for uh, the increase of the state. Yeah. Uh, well, essentially, we're paying an income tax to pay off the interest uh, to borrow our own money. That is true. So, People uh, make yeah, that I, claim. I mean, the way you guys thought about that, and I mean, I know there's a movement to, to try and end the Fed uh, here. It's pretty small, but Ron Paul has a bill that he's introduced, but I mean, that, I think that would be uh, a good way to go. I agree. Uh, getting rid of the Federal Reserve would go a long way to putting a stop to some of the things that the government can get away with because essentially they can print out their budget and just steal the value from the rest of our uh, savings accounts by printing out and inflating the uh, the supply of, of money. So therefore, you know, the prices tend to rise as a result of that because uh, there are more dollars fa- uh, chasing the same amount of goods. And so getting rid of the Federal Reserve would go a long way because then they would actually have to tax people in order to get the money together to do things like warmonger and invade countries and things like that, which makes those things much more politically distasteful uh, because, well, they're actually, they'd actually have to tax people and then they'd really feel it. They would, they would know exactly how much they're paying for this government, whereas right now we really don't have any idea because there's no, no way to calculate how much they're stealing from you through the inflation tax. Yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways it would give us, you know, a, a little better control over our own economy also. Thanks for your thoughts tonight, Nick. I appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for the call at 800-259-9231. These boom and bust cycles that we go through, the housing bubble, the dot-com bubble, the, you know, this bubble, that bubble. I'm not sure what bubble we're working on now. I think it might be treasury bonds. Um, mm-hmm. But which bubble is, is going on at any given time? That, that's all a result of a fiat currency, a currency backed by nothing, a currency that can be issued at the whim of a central organization. And that's all that resu- result from it, a specie backed currency, a currency backed by something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, probably gold and silver, just a guess that you're not going to see the boom and bust cycles um, in those circumstances. People will point out that uh, that there was, in fact, uh, you know, a a crash in the was it, 1870s or something like that. It was mm-hmm. due to the fiat currencies in in, in over in uh, Europe, not ours. So, um, you know, if you want to get rid of those ups and downs where the rich people make more money and the poor people get poorer. It's metal-backed currency. I sure would love to see the Federal Reserve go away, but I don't expect to see that happen until the federal government comes crashing in upon itself due to the House of Cards finally no longer standing up. Uh, but, yeah, good for Ron Paul for introducing you know, the end the Fed thing and, and good for him for, what is he, the head of the monetary policy head board or whatever they call it? I don't know what it's called. He's the head of it, right? I don't know. The head of the, he's, he's in the uh, the House. He's the head of whatever financial committee board. Financial committee. financial committee, something like that. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, that means he can ask some tough questions, but that's really all it's good for. It seems very unlikely to me that the power-sick freaks in uh, Washington, D.C., these power-mongering madmen, will in any way, shape, or form ever consider getting rid of the Federal Reserve. It's their, one of their greatest tools for tyranny. I mean, that's just not even something that's going to be an option for most of these people. What would you give up the opportunity to print money 
that other people had to use? I mean, if you well, had a, a monopoly power monger, on so. the creation of money, I mean, just a ma- I'm, I guess I'm creating a picture for the listener. If you had a, a monopoly on the creation of money, and that money is not just the money for a country, it's the money yeah. for the world. Gee. The United States dollar is the world reserve currency. It is the currency that most transactions are done no. from nation to nation. They're going to ride it to the very bitter end, just like in Zimbabwe. They're going to take that dollar, and they're going to crash it down uh, and destroy it so that they can squeeze every bit of value out of it. Money is Out of worth, you. Yeah. Money isn't worth anything. Your labor, your capital, the things you own, that's worth something. And that's what they're going to squeeze out with the money. Let's talk to Bill listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Bill. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, I think uh, the previous caller um, helped me out um, because I, I, I'm very ignorant when it comes to currencies and the laws and the Federal Reserve and all that. But did he say something about that the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, that establishment, actually created the right for the government to that they were the only ones then that could create currency or something? Was that right? It's, as I understand it, this is a simplified version. Um, Andrew Jackson, uh, you know, the only good Indian is a dead Indian, uh, old Hickory, uh, one of the greatest generals the United States has ever uh, had. That fella uh, managed to, what he called, kill the second national bank. Um, and he, he claimed that these guys were, you know, coming after him, trying to kill him. And that in his, I think it was his second term, he actually finally managed to get rid of a fiat currency. And then from that time, I think he was the seventh president, from that time until the Civil War, at which point Lincoln issued what they called greenbacks. And I think it was just for the period of the Civil War. And then they went back to a specie-backed currency. Um, and till 1913, they, the money was backed by uh, you know, metal. And then the... It still was after 1913, but that was the creation of the Federal Reserve. And then they could which, use fractional reserve banking, and they could right. do all these things to sort of... You know, they, could, they could do the three-card Monty trick, and that's when it all started going down. It downhill. set the stage, basically. A creation of the Federal Reserve, while still having silver-backed currency, set the stage for having a central, central bank, and, uh, and then down the line, they, they pulled, uh, they pulled the, cir- the silver certificates out of circulation after the 1934, and then, as you mentioned, Mark, during the Nixon administration, completely pulled any kind of uh, tie to, uh, to gold or silver from, from the currency. My original question was kind of a stupid one, I guess, is what makes a coin a coin, but I'd like to – what we need is a what coin. What makes a coin a coin is the federal government says so. That's, that's really does it. it. To, does it have to say United States of America then on it? Do they print – I mean, do they stamp that on there? Is that the valid thing? Is that well, the definition of it? A then? coin could come from another country, but the United States government's only going to recognize um, you know, some of, a nation uh, being able to create a coin. Okay, I wish a uh, coin dealer would call in that knows about these things they used to have called Civil War tokens, and they were, I think, made during the Civil War, but I don't know who made them. Were they just private citizens? I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe you're right. Someone could call and uh, and possibly answer that. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate your call tonight. You know, uh, prior to 1913, you would see all kinds of bank notes and things like that. Banks themselves would create currency for what, what, what the, the metal that they had in their vaults. I'm glad you brought that up because it's important to uh, to to mention what the solution is. Well, what are we going to do if you get rid of the Federal Reserve? Who's going to make the money? Well, whoever wants to. Whoever it is that can provide the best monetary service, the best product to the marketplace, will be rewarded by having the marketplace overall adopt its product. And it could be more than one uh, that would be would be used frequently in the uh, in the marketplace. So I'd like to have a free market currency. I don't know what that would look like, 
Maybe it would be gold and silver. Maybe it would be gold and silver backed certificates. Maybe it would be something altogether that we haven't even thought of. Maybe it would be something like the Bitcoin, which is this uh, new digital currency, completely anonymous in the way that uh, that it is uh, traded and transacted. Or maybe it will be a bunch of different options, and uh, two or three of them will will be the best, and others will still be acceptable. And banks can uh, can jump into the game, or professional uh, mints, or whoever wants to could jump into that business, and whoever would provide the best product with the best Best counterfeiting, uh, you know, or rather anti-counterfeiting f- facilities, if you will, would likely get the, you know, the the business. Well, everybody knows the government's inefficient at everything they do. Why would you want something as important as currency handled by them? Indeed. 1-800-259-9231. I don't, but the government sure does because they know how important it is. They know they can't let this one go. Because if they were to get rid of the Federal Reserve, it would be curtains for a lot of their power. All right. Hour three's next. You take control at 800-259-9231. Plenty of time for your thoughts on whatever you want. It's a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you'd like, 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you. By SACL CAI as we launch here into the third hour of this, the live Saturday edition. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 as we continue here uh, taking your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Let's continue and talk to John listening in Clearwater to WFLA. Hello, John. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, John? Um, well, I wanted to talk a little bit about what is money. Please. Um, first of all, money is an idea backed by confidence. Um, and that's really all it is. It's a method of exchange for services. Correct. Uh, so you don't have to change a, a pig for a loaf of bread. Exactly. A medium of exchange, it, uh, it evolved uh, because people were exchanging pigs for bread, and then they found the problem was that sometimes if you wanted a pig uh, and you didn't have bread and you had something that the, uh, the pig owner had, uh, that, that the pig owner didn't want, that you had an impasse. But uh, money, something that's uh, uniquely valuable between the individuals, could make trading a lot easier. Exactly. And a little bit of history, uh, one of the islands that was uh, ruled by the French when the, they sent the French away, they no longer had a method of exchange. So what they did is they went around and they decided they would use gourds, and the person in charge uh, took all of the gourd trees as uh, the, the, uh, under the government uh, auspices, and then gourds were the method of exchange. And they carried that on down to their uh, paper money and called them gourds also. But yep. that was how they solved the problem of their method of exchange going away. One of the problems with using things like banana peels or other natural things is that they, you know, kind of over time deteriorate. Uh, deteriorate. And that's why gold and silver ended up becoming kind of the world standard uh, for hard metals, becoming the world standard for real money. Thousands of years. 
Right. <clears throat> now, one thing that people need to know that uh, is that production is the basis of morale, and that's why uh, people don't feel good when they just sit on the sideline and take from everybody else. Mm. They're not producing anything, so they don't feel good. And the government really, when it doesn't provide any method for them, you know, any way for them to um, <clears throat> produce or when it bypasses the, the production uh, and just gives stuff to them free, then it ruins their morale and then you have a lot of crime and uh, upsets. <clears throat> it enslaves um, them in the process because if you're getting a check for $2,000 a month, I don't know, I'm just making some number up, but if you're getting a check for $2,000 a month and they say that you can't go out and get a job without losing the check, then you're stuck. You're never going to get any you're – you're on a fixed income, and you're never going to achieve anything. Exactly. Now, um, if I could, I, I'd like to give you a little bit of um, data that people can use <clears throat> to, to help themselves in, in, their, in their work. There's actually – you could isolate four conditions of exchange. Um, the first, you could consider a group which takes in money but does not deliver anything in exchange, and this is called ripoff. It's the exchange condition of robbers, taxmen, governments, and other criminal mm -hmm. elements. Yep. Second is the condition of partial exchange. The group takes in orders or money for goods and then delivers part of it or a corrupted version of what was ordered. This is called shortchanging or running into debt in that more and more is owed in services or goods by the group. This is what we're doing with our uh, money system right now. The third condition is the exchange known legally and in business practice as fair exchange. One takes in orders and money and delivers exactly what has been ordered, and most successful businesses and activities work on the basis of fair exchange. The fourth condition of exchange is not common, but it could be called exchange in abundance. Here one does not give one two-for-one or free service, but he gives something more valuable than money was received for. As an example, the group has diamonds for sale, an average diamond is, or, the average diamond is ordered, and the group delivers a blue-white diamond above average, and it also delivers it promptly and with courtesy. It's also no. it's it's always nice when uh, somebody exceeds expectations. Uh, but I would like to say that even in a fair trade, so-called, generally each side believes he or she is getting more for what they uh, what they purchase. They believe that they're getting the better deal. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made the deal in the first place. Yes, that can be. But this fourth condition um, is the way to really expand and prosper when you give courtesy and uh, you know you you give the product that was desired, but you give it. You know, in a in exceptional a, way. In exceptional way, yes. In Customer a, service way. makes a difference. I think you're abs well, you're abs absolutely right. Like I'm, I'm excited about the way you've described this, and this is in fact how companies. Uh, th this is how company excellent and exceptional companies excel. They give not only what uh, the customer wants, but they give so much more. Whether it's customer service, yep. um, it's uh, you know a, a way to return it. You know, now it's the the norm to be able to return something at a store because I don't know which big box store decided doing it to, to start doing it but you could just you know take something home yeah i don't like this you take it back when i was a kid it was kind of hard to return stuff so yeah, some they, some companies have really liberal return policies like crazily liberal return policies just because they want to get your business and they figure that in the aggregate they'll get more business as a result of uh, of having those right and this is the way the individual can really um prosper if he delivers a good product at his work or if he's working for himself to the people that he um you know is delivering to and if unions were to um give you know exchange where they they had you know they backed up their their service um with 
you know, good products. You know, they said, okay, like our guys, we guarantee our guys are going to deliver you, you know, a, a really good service uh, rather than, you know, seeing how little we can get by with, then, yep. then they would prosper and the, and the companies would prosper. Absolutely, because word of mouth would spread and uh, people would refer others and then all of a sudden they'd have a bunch more business. Take th- great thoughts tonight. I really yeah. appreciate it. Very yeah. uh, could, insightful and thank you for the call. Could, could I give you one oh, more thing? Yeah, quick, quick. Um, people can go, one of the things that helps is, is being able to study and they can get uh, free courses online at volunteerministers.org. Uh, where they can learn how to study and how to, you know, learn how to do the production that they want to do and be able to actually, you know, use what they learn to produce something. And um, Thanks for the call that- tonight. I uh, appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It's always good to exceed expectations, I mean, if, if you're doing business. Uh, that's it's that's what way- sets you apart. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. It sets, your, it sets you apart in people's mind. It's kind of what Free Talk Live does with our AMP program where we uh, – or not the AMP program as much as the archives. Um, we give away our archives when every other talk show host out there requires you to sign up for some kind of monthly payment thing where you pay you know five, six, seven, eight dollars a month in order to get archives. Free Talk Live gives them away for free. Well – you know, I, not to toot my own horn too much here, Mark, but uh, it's also what we do on the business side of this, uh, like the, the radio station business side of things. Um, Free Talk Live, I think, you know, as far as talent is concerned, <laughs> I'm average at best, um, but I am a pretty decent business person and I know how to treat my customers and my radio stations. We've got different customers in this world, in the, the world of radio. We've got our customers who are you, the listener. Uh, we also have our customers who are our advertisers and we have our customers who are our radio station affiliates and our internet affiliates and the people that pick they all up have our to work show. together. Right. And we have to satisfy all of those folks uh, in as many ways as, as we possibly can. And there just aren't too many radio shows out there where the host of the show will pick up a, a phone and call, you know, Enid, Oklahoma, one of his uh, smaller market stations and talk to him. And Unheard of. Yeah, I mean, it really is unheard of. And I have program directors tell me all the time, well, not all the time, but often enough, of how much they appreciate the personal contact that they get from this radio program. Because, Mark, you and I, we do the business side of the show, too. We're not just people that blab into microphones every night. We have a message that would never, ever, ever have made it into one of the major syndicated uh, radio show companies. We're not picked and crowned uh, by kingmakers out there. We've built our show from the ground up, from, uh, you know, uh, Greenville, Nowhereville, uh, America, on into some major markets. And that's how we've been successful, and we've done it through customer service. So that's that's why I found uh, what this clearly very knowledgeable caller had to say very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Very uh, inspirational, good stuff. Our number here tonight is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, and I'm always going to be somebody that wants to take care of my customers. Because Tell people how to get those archives because it's at archives.freetalklive.com. That works, yeah. That's right. That'll get, get you all the way back to late 2006. And those archives are brought to you by HostGator, by the way. They are a worldwide leader for web hosting and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, go to hostgator.freetalklive.com to get your hosting done and get your first month free. If you go to hostgator.freetalklive.com freetalklive.com more coming up time for your thoughts bring up what you want it's free talk live at 800-259-9231 this program is brought to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society 
Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there free. So enjoy those on us, and those features include our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and you can chat because the Free Talk Live chat room is built in the very same page. So go and do all of it for free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you, as Mark was pointing out, for their websites up front. Uh, we just give it all away. And then, you know, if you want to support us, you can do that if you feel so inclined. So enjoy the webcam free and the chat room at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2s. Don't know what an optical transceiver is? Go to MemoryDealers.com. They'll show you. There's, they're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They also um, offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In some cases, they can get that private labeling done overnight. In stock that's crazy. Ready. It is crazy. That's, that's exceeding expectations. Right <laughs> in stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about what you want. George, listening in Michigan to WSJM in Niles. Hello, George. George, in Michigan, going once. Hello, George. We got you. Um. On your Federal Reserve thing, uh, uh, some of the research I was doing was back on uh, our country's gold reserve, and I came across, and I'm hoping it ain't true, but uh, that the uh, Federal Reserve was sold all of the nation's gold a few years back for about 300 and some dollars an ounce. Some people uh, speculate that there is no gold in Fort Knox, and it's, I think it's a valid speculation. We won't know until somebody actually audits the Federal Reserve. and uh, whether They that's sure gonna, don't want that to happen. Yeah, whether that's going to happen or not is certainly up in the air. It's not. It's not. Reagan tried to do it, and they just said, sorry. Uh, the Federal Reserve is the one little organization that isn't governed by the government. Well, I mean, I know there's this common thing that's said in the Liberty Movement about the Federal Reserve that the Federal Reserve is as federal as Federal Express. Well, that's not quite an entirely accurate statement because the president picks, isn't it, the chair? Nominates and then it's voted on by the the chairman of the Federal Reserve and then it's voted on by uh, Congress. Right. I mean, the, the Federal Reserve is, is, is really, in, it's always going to be linked with or inexorably linked to the federal government. I mean, they essentially exist at the behest of the federal pleasure. government, the pleasure of the federal government. They exist to uh, to be the buyer of last resort for the federal government's treasury bonds. Now, the, the, they may very well have told Reagan, look, uh, you know, you keep, uh, you keep up with this uh, trying to audit us, and there won't be any sweet, sweet, sweet campaign contributions for anybody in the Republican Party come next uh, term. You know, I don't know how it is they stopped him. I suspect uh, they tried everything, every trick in the book. But if he had really, if the Gipper had really wanted to, if he was really a man of principle, and I know 
He was The calls are going to come in now. But he wasn't. You know, he talked about small government and it grew more than 60 percent under him. Yeah, he was just a politician, a actor with an awesome set of quotes. But nonetheless, just a politician. Well, isn't there something to the fact that Kennedy did try to pass a bill to get rid of the Federal Reserve? And after he was killed, immediately Johnson threw that out. Suspicious stuff, isn't Certainly it? Certainly interesting, and I thank you, you know, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Our, uh, our, our, our banker overlords won't allow us to discuss that. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> you can bring up anything, and we'll talk to Anthony listening in uh, Eureka, KGOE. Hello, Martin, Anthony. Jim, friends. Hello, Anthony. The What's installation, you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Go for it. Yep, control the airways, bro. Listen, the installation of the revolution is uh, spreading in the world from the Mideast and Asia mm. to the Midwest and Yuzia or America. Yes, sir. Now, now listen, I just came from the meeting. I want to give meeting? you a report and ask you a question. Which meeting? The Democracy Unlimited of Humboldt County. You know okay. that group? Nope, I don't. David Cobb and Caitlin uh, Sopachi Beltnap? God Take your him. word for it. Go ahead with your thoughts. Move to amend. Okay. I just came from there, and and they have uh, four uh, values and ten principles, which you and I will all agree with, but they exclude one, and it is the psychological one. These conservatives you're talking about on Free Talk Live – and uh, uh, Tom Hartman talks about, and Ed Schultz, and Mike Malloy, and Rachel Maddow, are psychologically pathological. Now, they refuse to accept that or to go down that avenue. So my question is this. Twofold, what's the resolution to overcome these uh, sociopathic conservatives who uh, control us? What about the and sociopathic two, Democrats? I mean, because they're all sociopaths. I mean, there's a sociopath that's shooting tomahawk missiles at, uh, at people right now. Well, uh, I, Democrats who are conservative are sociopathic. Okay. I agree with that. Good, good. I just want to Only make sure. Only conservatives, though? No, no, no. He said Democrats and conservatives are, are... No, I think he said Democrats that are conservative, I believe. Is yeah. Oh, but other Democrats aren't. Wait a minute. Hold on. When was the, hold on. Do we have, have we had any presidents in this country who were not sociopaths in uh, your lifetime? Uh, listen to me. Don't throw the question back at me. This is important. What's the answer to my question? Resolution. How do we overcome them if they are? Assume that's the premise. Non-cooperation and civil disobedience, moving together as part of the Free State Project to New Hampshire. If you believe in liberty, and I don't believe that you are one who uh, who believes in liberty at this point in your life, Anthony, um, because you seem to be a bit of a partisan. Um, again, I'd like to ask you uh, to make it clear to me. Do you believe that there are any presidents within your lifetime who are not sociopaths? Yeah, JFK. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the answer I gave them, and you tell me if this will work, okay? You gave me your answer, which was to resist. Okay, here's my answer. Every time they ask me this, what do you suggest, Anthony? I suggest, as Senator Schumann from New York says, if, if it's a psychological problem, use a psychological resolution, and I, that is shame them, shame them, shame them. Is Barack Obama a sociopath? What? Is Barack Obama a sociopath? Well, he, he's in a quasi-position up there, man. You bet he's getting close to that, man. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate the uh, the honesty, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I wouldn't say he's close to it. 
<laughs> and I wouldn't say, and thank you for the call, Anthony, I wouldn't say that uh, it's because of his position necessarily either. I think you pretty much have to be a sociopathic madman to even seek that uh, presidential office. Ron you know, Paul I'd accepted. Love, I, I'd love to have it. I just, you know, the, the, it's it's the average guy that couldn't get it. I think that I could do some amazing things for liberty in this country, for this country, for people in it, for people around the world if I got that position. But I, I, I just don't think it's available to most the, of the major yeah. players are sickos, sociopathic, whack jobs who want to control others. Pa- power makes one sociopathic, though. I, I have to it agree can. with a- at the, um, Anthony on this one. It because you, know, you think you can solve problems. If you think you can solve problems by killing people, well, like that's <laughs> there's a hallmark of sociopath. Look at what both Barack Obama and George Bush said prior to being elected. They all they they both said very freedom oriented things. They're they're on record saying these things. And then of course they got the power and completely changed what they actually did as opposed to what they said. More come up, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything that's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Bring up anything you want. 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there and archives are included. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. And they go back for years, as a matter of fact. All of it free, freetalklive.com. And here on Free Talk Live, we've talked actually tonight quite a bit about gold and silver as alternative currencies, something to move away from the Federal Reserve note to real value in having money in your life that gold and silver holds its value against inflation fairly well over time if you look at um, if you look at it like a nice suit of clothes for instance many 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 decades ago a suit of clothes would have cost you know a certain amount of money um, and today it would cost a lot more in US dollars but uh, in gold it probably costs about the same today as it did a hundred years ago it's an analogy that I've heard that uh, you know in Rome a, a good suit of clothes cost you an ounce of gold mm-hmm. and today a good suit of clothes will cost you an ounce of gold. gold. And the suggestion, I think that there's, there is some, uh, you know, uh, there's some. It's a rough analogy. Yeah, it's a rough analogy. I mean, but it, it it does show that gold and silver hold their buying power. And look at what's happening with silver right now as an example. I mean, even in my short lifetime as an adult, Mark, I've seen tremendous change in the price of silver as the government continues to inflate the money supply and continues to, to you know, tool around with uh, the Federal Reserve note and continues to just mess around with your value in your life. Silver has continued to rise in value. Now, it's not to say that silver has become that much more valuable. It's just that silver is an indicator 
of how how worth less the the U.S. government's currency is becoming. It's all it's one indicator. It's not the the sole indicator, but it it works for me because silver is affordable. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money to buy an ounce of silver, whereas buying an ounce of gold is a little bit more difficult uh, for folks, including me. So when you look at silver, I remember when I bought my first silver, it was it was lower than ten dollars an ounce. Today it's higher than thirty. Yeah, it's true. And I didn't buy it as an investment. I bought it to hold the value that I had earned. I had worked very hard to earn the money that I I had earned, and I didn't want it to just disappear because of the government's crazy monetary system, this fiat system. That's what's happening to every American right now. Right. So don't take all of your money and put it in gold and silver. That's a bad idea. You still need to have those Federal Reserve notes because, unfortunately, people still use them fairly frequently, and you need them to pay bills and things like that. Uh, But if you've got some discretionary income that you would normally put into savings, take some of that and put it into uh, gold and silver. If you can afford it, it's that for me, that's the right thing to do. I'm not saying it's the right thing for you, but that's what I've done. And that's what I continue to do. And Midas Resources makes it possible. There are partners uh, in doing this radio show. They run the syndicate that helps us get on 94 great radio stations across the country. And we've got a website that we've set up with them to help make buying gold and silver easy for you. You can go to silver.freetalklive.com to see what we've got there. There are just a few options just to keep it simple, make it easy to decide what to get because it can be overwhelming when you get into buying silver and gold because there's so many choices out there. Uh, but just recently, Mark, I got the dime uh, the dime bag, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> from Midas. It's a 1,000 dimes, which are uh, the pre-1965 dimes, uh, which were 90% silver. They're called junk silver or coin coin silver coin silver i think is a better term yeah junk silver is a terrible yeah, term it sounds, for, it sounds bad for something but these, for a dime that you're willing to pay 254 right so i'm getting a thousand dimes and i got a great price i think i did uh on it i checked i checked around too uh to see what else was out there and they've got them in stock i looked at another place that was selling dimes and they only had 400 in stock in total like ordering a thousand from midas is no problem um so i've done that and they've got of course the fine silver as well which i've also purchased from midas the point nine 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 the the dimes are 90%. The fine silver is 0.999. And the difference is that the dimes are will weather usage better. They Having that 10% of other things in the in the coin makes it much more, I usable. guess, yeah, usable and can pass around and not uh, not be damaged as easily. The other thing I like about – there's several things I like about the dimes. I, I like the fact that they're in small denominations. They come that way. You don't have to pay extra money to have small, uh, you know, fine silver pieces minted. Right. People know what these are. They know that a dime prior to 1965 has silver in it. It's um, you know the, the I don't count- think people know that the counter. I think a lot of depends yeah, on who you ask. Maybe uh, someone who's been around for a while would know that, but younger people they would have no idea. The counterfeiting aspect is uh, significantly lower. Nobody's going to try to create a used counterfeit dime from before 1965 because it's just too much work. So go to uh, silver.freetalklive.com or gold.freetalklive.com. Either one will work, and uh, feel free to get yourself some because uh, that's what I've done, and it's uh, I feel good about it. So let's continue here and go to uh, Mike, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How hey, you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, listen, first of all, I want to tell you that I like the idea of the Liberty Dollar, so I'm, I'm only playing devil's advocate here. All right. Um, from the government's point of view, I'm assuming um, that uh, – the guy who who founded this and was and was selling this Bernard von Nathaus. was a, yeah, that's what I thought. But I wasn't sure I remembered yeah, correctly. In any event, um, 
I'm assuming he was accepting in exchange for his his silver rounds federal reserve notes. Yep. Yes. I mean, people, that's how people will buy. Well, I mean, I could see from some people's point of view that he's enriching himself with these worthless federal reserve notes by selling them. And it's, and it's silver, I mean, obviously, but he's not, there was a profit involved for him. Sure there was. There's a profit, and every time you do, most transactions in the world, you know, result in a profit, and that's the reason that people do them. And we would never claim that Federal Reserve notes are worthless. I don't think anybody in their right mind would say that they're worthless. They're backed by nothing, but they're certainly not worthless. We take them for advertising dollars here on Free Talk Live happily. They're worth something because people believe in them. Um, That's why they're worth something. But there's nothing wrong with making a profit in distributing an alternative currency. In point of fact, you would have to make a profit, ideally, in order to incentivize people correctly. And for instance, one of the things they did with the Liberty Dollar, again, I was a Liberty Dollar associate, so I'm, I'm fairly familiar with their system, is they would sell, when I got in, it was below 10, silver was below 10 bucks, it was like 9-ish something, and you could get the Liberty Dollar for nine something so it was you would pay a premium above what the actual uh, spot price of silver was because they're taking the time to mint the silver they're making it very pretty there's a process involved in that and that costs money uh but then the idea was the liberty dollar would be stamped with a with a suggested retail price in that case it was a ten dollar uh price point i believe was it 20 well, anyway, Started 10, then it was, yeah, it was 10, then it went up to 20 later. But the idea was that you would use it at a profit as well, that you would pay like $9 for this coin uh, or this piece. And then when you would go and you'd pay for something at a business, you would pay for it and suggest to them that this is a $10, uh, that this is worth $10. And if they accepted it, then they would agree with you that it was worth $10, even though even if they knew that silver's price was $9 at the time, uh, they would still be accepting that. And so therefore, the distributors would also technically make a small profit every time they spent one into circulation, which was the incentive to spend it rather than to take it and to hoard it and keep it in a, in a safe or bury it underground or something like that so building that profit in actually helps to uh, helped to negate oh god i forget the name of it the it not there's like a certain principle that uh, Moore's sig- law what is it no not Moore's no, no, no. law um starts with gresham's an H. gresham's that's what it is gresham's law where it suggests that uh bad money will be spent before good so building a profit into the use of the liberty dollar was a brilliant way to encourage people to actually spend the stuff rather than hold on to it thanks for educating i mean i really i didn't know you know what the what the process there was and i i could certainly see however where the government might think you know hey this guy's profiting by selling fake money even though hey silver is silver silver it's got value in it in and of itself the other only other question i have for you guys was does anywhere in the news release or anything does it talk about how many of the dollars may still be out in circulation no, they, the federal government probably has no idea about that. I know that Bernard used to brag that I think it was like over $10 million worth of the Liberty Dollar being in circulation. Uh, now, how much of that Bernard actually is... Bernard was quite a showman, too. Right. How, many, how much of it is actually circulating is another question. I don't circulate any of mine anymore. They, they're, they're collector's items, I mean, at this sure. point. Um, so are they still circulating today? I don't know. But they're certainly out there, and there are allegedly millions of dollars worth of them. And so, by the way, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate the questions. You're talking about the Liberty dollar creator being sentenced uh, soon to maybe 25 years in prison for creating a successful alternative currency and challenging the federal government. It's a sad day for freedom in America. More coming up. You can take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts if you make the call now at 800-259-9231. If you want to support this program, one of the ways you can do that is by going to promote.freetalklive.com. You can go there to get a full list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Everything from printable flyers, business cards to graphics for your website. Uh, Go to promote.freetalklive.com as we go back to the phones and to the fun. Benjamin listening in california benjamin you're on free talk live with ian and mark hey mark hey ian hey there what's on your mind oh i'm feeling very conflicted i'm hoping maybe you guys can shed some light for me on what's happening in libya um all the people i'm connected to in the liberty community uh, through your social media and whatnot seem very opposed to uh the international community taking action in libya and i i kind of you know, feel that way, like, you know, why embroil ourselves in another war? Because they can call it a no-fly zone, but it's it's another war. But at the same time, I feel like we should. I mean, it's pretty clear that Gaddafi is, is a crazy tyrant, and these people were getting slaughtered, and why shouldn't we at least aid them, you know, and and, and help them to defend themselves from him? You know, I'm going to admit that I feel the same way. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a Quaker. I don't believe that war is a good solution. I don't want my tax dollars going towards this. But if somebody came by shaking a can saying, hey, how about some money to, uh, you know, help rebels in uh, Libya, I don't think that I would necessarily turn them down. Um, the this is this is a very tough issue for me. What I fear the most from this is what are the victors going to do? Are they, I mean, look what happened. Saddam Hussein, we can say, was a crazy mofo that killed his uh, people. And, and, you know, many opportunities to do so did so. What was the result of the invasion? The result was 125,000 people died by the State Department's numbers through WikiLeaks. Some people have said that the numbers are higher. Um, I don't. I, I wouldn't hazard a guess, but I, I'm, I'm willing to go with 125,000 because the State Department went with it uh, for themselves. You know, Saddam Hussein didn't kill those kind of numbers of his own people. Gaddafi, you know, I I consider him – I don't know. I mean this is a tough, tough issue. Is The question is, is the peace going to be more violent and more deadly than the war? Well, you're presuming there's going to be peace. No, I'm I'm, I'm using peace as a tongue-in-cheek term. Okay, right. For me, it's not a tough issue at all because uh, while I agree with you, Mark, that if I wouldn't have – be opposed to supporting some sort of private effort to fund getting arms to the people that are resisting uh, this madman over there – I also am opposed firmly to getting the government, an agency of a violent monopoly of over coercion, getting them involved because, as you point out, collateral damage will be involved. Uh, They're going to be doing it for political reasons, and who knows what will result from the end game in that particular situation. And war is the health of the state. Supporting the state engaging in warmongering actions just increases their control and their power, and it increases their ability to steal money from people. 
people and fund their buddies in the military-industrial complex. And I understand that Gaddafi is a madman. I only support voluntary methods to solve these problems, and the state is not that method. See, and here's my thing, because I agree with both of you. If there were some kind of, uh, you know, I'd, I'd chip into, uh, you know, a, a collection to help fund a private means of helping these people. And I also agree that the government has this violent monopoly. But see, that's the thing. There is no private agency that I can go and write a check to and help donate to go help these people. The government has the monopoly on, you know, large-scale military pieces of equipment. And while, you know, obviously we should pull out of Afghanistan and Iraq and we shouldn't have troops on the ground there, we aren't putting troops on the ground here, you know, and you get slippery slope argument, yeah, we might eventually, but we should, I, I, I think at least, help these people, let them do the heavy lifting, but they were being killed by missiles and, and tanks, stuff that they couldn't defend themselves from. And well, we you're, you're provide... making an excuse. Uh, because you believe that there are no other ways to help, you feel like you have to support what the government is doing, when it could very well be that the government's involvement will make things much worse. And it's an excuse to not do anything. It's an excuse to say, all right, well, since there's nothing else out there, well, I guess we'll just do nothing, rather than create whatever it is that uh, could be. I mean, I don't know how you would go about doing it, and I also would not make the claim that there are no ways to help, that who knows what charities might be involved uh, or be willing to get involved. But, you know, put together some money to go hire some mercenaries, if that's what you want to do, is to get involved in this particular conflict. Uh, it's not to say that other things couldn't be done if someone had... The the incentive uh, to get out there and do it if somebody cared enough to put something like that together. But it's easy to just write it off on the government and say, oh, well, we'll just let the government handle this. They're the only ones out there that can do it. So that's that. Don't have to think about it anymore. Aren't any mercenaries that have air forces that I could go and try to uh, create some agency in which, you know, some nonprofit in which I could collect donations and hire them? Right. Right now, there isn't anything, and we can't wait for, you know, that kind of stuff to get set up right now. It's true that the the, the violence of the state has repercussions. And one of those repercussions is is that good people, free people can't defend themselves against the aggressions of the state. In this case, the the Gaddafi. I mean, you know, arguably one of the worst states uh, on the planet. And the you know, but the United States government makes it so that defense contractors can't sell these kind of items to individuals. So this you know the violence has repercussions, and that's that's what's occurred here. I don't know what the solutions are. Ian, um, you know, is always going to take the more uh, the more principled approach on this. I think that these people's lives today matter, and I want to see them saved today. I'm not willing to just toss them away. There is no reason why. I'm sorry, you are looking into. You're not tossing them away by not supporting the government. Supporting the government could be tossing them away as well. So don't jump to that conclusion. And also don't jump to the conclusion that the solution here has to involve what the military would do. Your version of helping these people doesn't have to be dropping bombs. It can be something entirely different. So for instance, how about putting a bounty out on Mr. Gaddafi's head? How about that one? I'm not against it. Okay, so there's a solution. If you take Gaddafi out, that's if his ambassador, the UN, is calling for his resignation, that um, you know that that 
everybody who around him, I figured that when he was rambling along on television, one of his security guards would come up, pop him in the back of the head, and this whole thing would be over. Apparently, he is protecting himself well enough. And I just don't know. The, the person who popped Gaddafi could very well rule that nation. There's a big bounty on Gaddafi's head today. Uh, no, I don't know if there's officially a bounty on No, his head. I mean the nation of Libya and all of its oil wealth goes to the guy who smokes Gaddafi. Well, whatever, Mark. That's your presumption. It's I mean, for all you know, you don't know what will happen in that that sort of a turmoil Indeed, situation. But if if he's the if he's the uh, you know the target, I think that if you want to have a target in this situation, he would be that target. Uh, it wouldn't take a fraction of what it would cost to drop all those bombs to hire some you know mercenaries to go in and uh, and take care of that job. So think outside the uh, the military solution, big drop bombs on as many targets as possible box, and then start coming up with other options. Because you, if you love liberty, you can't support the state. Thank you for the call tonight, Benjamin. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue with Joel listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Joel. Joel in Tallahassee. Going once. Joel in Tally going twice. How about Livewire listening in New Orleans? Livewire, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, I want to talk about a world of entertainment. Yes, sir. And uh, in particular, for example, Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Uh, last three trips down the red carpet, she was smoking hot, man. And uh, they need to put me on a jury because I guarantee you she'll go free and we'll throw the media in the jail. What do you want the media and, in jail for? <laughs> Well, but because ninety nine percent of those sort of problems come from uh, the cameraman that's on the spot, and uh, yeah, you know, it just well, um, the the whole aspect of uh, one's life being in the in front of the camera, you know, all day long, and what they do. I mean, I can only imagine, and I, I tend not to pay attention to it that much. But uh, once, if she were to go to jail. They're going to be telling us uh, in the media uh, what is going on on a daily basis within the jail cell. And, well, you know, I think when that they, they... yeah, I think that popular culture is way too well popular. I think that uh, people spend way too much time obsessing over the lives of Hollywood celebrities instead of focusing on improving their own lives. So I might share some critique with you on this, you know, this this issue of pop culture in the Hollywood world. But at the same time, I wouldn't make the claim that it's the photographers and the paparazzi that that drive these uh, people to uh, misbehavior. <laughs> Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's the world of Hollywood that involves uh, drugs and, and sex and booze and all kinds of irresponsibility, or at least encourages that in uh, in people. And, well, that, you know, that, that's life in general as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just that the cameras are on them, so you can, you know, it's splayed across uh, the, all the newspaper headlines for everyone to see. And I thank you for the call tonight. So we don't have any more time, unfortunately, but we'll be back on Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Hope you have a super weekend. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait... 
There's more. You can buy Liberty stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. 